In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. I'm trying to find my comrade. Ah, yes. I can take you to her. Would your friend like to join you? Let me check. I walk over. Bash, let's go check on Tira. I'm eating right now. She's been away for a while. I'm getting concerned. Uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be right here. If you need me, just, just call. The room is unnerving. There are small shuffling sounds as the various figures on the beds writhe about. One of them whimpers. And then a voice seems to whisper in your head. Uh, You find yourself drawn to the center of this room where there's a... It looks like it had been a stalagmite growing from the floor. And before you know it, your hand is actually reaching out and you place it on the smooth contours of the stone. And as you do... The music of your stone flares to life in your head, and you notice your other hand is glowing blue. Tira, what just happened? Are you okay? I whip around at the sound of Farron's voice, and I'm picturing my face is just blanched. I don't, I don't know. Something happened when I touched this stone. The narrow crack in the wall behind is exposed. Whatever lies beyond is now exposed. Walmer Bash just walks like right on through the door. He okay. walks in. And he jumps off of the side and has wings now. And I'm just going to see how far down this goes. Well, I think we're getting close to the, the end of this pathway and she speeds up. Okay. You round one last bend in the cave. And there you find piles of drifted snow. Stinging pellets of ice flitter into your faces, forcing you to squint to see what lies outside. Ahead of you lies a narrow, deep draw that plunges ahead into a swirling wall of falling snow. Tira, your mind leaps back to the end of the battle on the plains of the Sea of Grass, and the body of Peter lying on the ground in the mud and leaning over him is a dark figure, and as it moves and turns to look at you, you see that it's Farron. Her greedy eyes are wide with joy at the sight of something she's holding in her hand. The turquoise of Peter Starstone is fading. How beautiful! And it's all mine! This fool obviously won't need it anymore! Bash. There is a quick motion out of the corner of your eye that you catch, and you see Tira looking at you with great condescending pity on her face. She says, How pitiful you are! You always have to rely on magic. You can't even take care of yourself. You're no better than an animal. Farron. Womberbash looks at you disapprovingly from through the snow. Disappointment is written all over his face. He sneers as he says, What have you even done to help us in this quest? You're in the way more than you're helping. You pathetic excuse for a warrior.
Hello, stackers, and welcome back to another episode. We're going to pick up where we left off. I'm Rhett the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tyr Ironstag. Michael as Womberbash Benson Mum. And Catherine as Farron. Who's ready to tell a story? Me. 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 I can't do this. I can't do this. Yes, you can. You're going to have to push through, Farron. We have encountered this before. Every time we are getting close to a pillar, this is what happens. But Peter Stone chose you. You can do it. And you have to. It's too much. Mm. Tira is wrestling with frustration and trepidation. And the same weariness that Farron is talking about. And we've only had a small break. We've been running know, from everybody. Yeah, and absolutely. it's been just so crazy. Yeah, Womberbash, after observing what has happened to his party, he feels a, a strong sense of duty to try to put an end to it. So Womberbash takes off, flying up to the glow. Mm. Tira calls, Bash! Womberbash, you hear the voice fade away and the wind catches you and drags you sideways. I'm batting as yeah, hard it's, as possible. It's pushing you away from the peak of the mountain. Can I get closer to the ground um, so to try to avoid as much wind whipping off of the... You can, but it swirls. It's very chaotic in the All air. Right, I'm going to land into the snow and just try to crawl and, and, and grab and okay. push forward up the mountain. Is he still visible? Is he, he yeah. didn't, didn't get that far away? Yeah, he, he jumps up maybe makes about 20 feet and then you can see that he is bowed against the wind his wings are creaking under the strain and then he just falls into the snow and immediately begins picking forward tira seeing this scurries forward bolts forward to get to where he is how far away is he not that far right about 20 feet yeah yeah gets to him and sees him you know grabbing at the snow and i'm gonna grab him by the shoulders you can't do this by yourself we have to go together I have to stop this. We will. We'll go together. Well, let's go, because I think it's only going to get worse. And I call back over my shoulder. Farron, let's go! Farron stands up slowly. She grabs her sword and takes a pause and realizes she's got to get over herself and walks towards Tira and Wamberbash. Wamberbash has drawn out his panabas. Yep, and, and I'm sticking is... it into the mountain as I'm in, to help me basically get up there yeah. with more traction. Your freezing feet carry you at last to a somewhat sheltered place. After maybe another 30 minutes of trudging through this heavy drifted snow, the draw does twist around the summit and you find yourself in a somewhat sheltered place Around the rim of a crater, jagged series of leaning stones rings the top, and the crater itself is about 50 feet deep. The snow still blows in fitful flurries here, and it's still achingly cold, but it's a sign of how miserable you are that this is an improvement. (laughs) From the bottom of the crater rises a crystal pillar. Its top rises about 50 feet above you, It has been here for an unknown amount of time, and great drifts of snow pile against its base and fill the bottom of the crater. Even from this distance, 
a feeling of sickness still coils about your stomachs. Unlike the pillars you have seen twice now, this one gleams with a deep purple sheen. A feeling of great watchfulness picks at your wary senses. How are we going to get to it? Why does it look like that? This has to be one of the dark pillars. I think we've only seen light pillars before now. This must be a dark pillar, and that would explain our horrible visions a minute ago. Man, I don't really want to go toward this thing. Tira, something catches your eye. Jutting out of the snow at the bottom of the crater is what appears to be a very thin rock of some sort, maybe. From where you're standing, it looks like it could be rock. Is it moving? No. A thin rock. It's coming. It's jutting out of the bottom, like the floor of the crater? Mm -hmm. From under the snow. Huh. Around the outside of the pillar, just like on previous pillars, there's a very narrow walkway that would allow you to make your way to the top. I see. Hmm. Uh, The pillar, I'd say the crater diameter is probably 200 feet. And nobody else notices this thin... Rock. Uh, you also see it. Uh, you, all three of you see it, but Tira, as you take a step maybe or so uh, on second thought, maybe it's not stone, but rather metal. She is going to tap Farron on the shoulder and kind of point her down. Do you see that? I don't know. It, I thought it was stone at first, but it seems to be gleaming like metal almost. Do you see that, Farron? Yeah, it... Is it the same kind of stone that was in the shaft? I, I think you would know better than I would. I, I'm, not, I'm not as familiar with types of metal as I am stone, and it definitely seems metallic. I don't know. Do we have time to investigate before? How would we even get down there? The only walkway is to the top of the pillar. Farron, what does catch your eye from here is that the sides of this metal sticking out are a lustrous black color. Like obsidian? Not quite that dark, but that idea. And the edge is a lighter, almost white color. Is there a shape we can make out? Or is it just like a little... Almost like a shark fin. So the whole thing is shaped like a shark fin. What is exposed appears Mm -hmm. to come out almost like a shark fin, yes. Out of the snow. With my keen senses, uh, my eyes, am I able to see any of the creatures that we expected to find up here? or If they are here, they are hiding very well. Okay. Farron's trying to look closely at this interesting element that she's never seen before, but it kind of resembles, like you said, the a fin of a of a creature. Even so, she I think she starts to step forward to get maybe a closer look. I know you said we're at the edge, but mm-hmm. just you know to the very very edge, right? Kind of get, maybe getting down on her hands and knees to. The- and she kind of worries maybe it's not a geological substance and says to Tira, I don't know if we should try to get closer to that or not. It's a good hundred feet. It's fairly close to the middle and it's close to the pillar. Um, so about a hundred feet away from where you are, plus your elevation of 50 feet. How tall is the pillar? He said it was sticking out 50 feet above the crater. Oh, okay. yeah. So a total of 100 feet exposed, 50 of which is down inside the level of the crater. Wilmer Bash is going to start 
Start heading toward the pillar. Okay, so you begin to slide down the interior. It's it's steep, but it's not like... I was actually going to glide. Okay. Uh, the wind is abated enough here. If you go much above, you're going to get blown around Yeah, again. I'm thinking I'll just open up my wings and kind of just like... kind of. Yeah. I thought there was a walkway. Down. On the pillar. Yeah, not, not yeah, down the side of the crater. At first I was confused because oh, I, I, I thought that, that stone was like... From us to the pillars, but I, I was envisioning at first. But I no. was. I thought that the walkway went from the edge of the crater to the top of the pillar. No. Yeah. The pillar itself has a walkway on the outside of it, oh, spiraling. I up. see. The, like understood. Understood. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I'm gonna open up my my wings and just kind of like just like hop off and kind of just glide down where the stairway up the pillar is. I'm, I'll be waiting for the team. I'm not just like barging in. Sure. But I just sure. Take a look at what's going on. Under the gray swirling clouds, Bash spreads his wings. Steps forward, almost leans forward and falls, and then just lets the cupped wings catch the, the air, and he gently glides down and then sets down on the snow with a crunch of his boots. You can hear that from here. Lomberbash, you are maybe five feet away from the beginning of the walkway up the exterior of the pillar. Do I feel anything emanating from this pillar as opposed to the other ones we've seen? Or I know if when I touch like a solid starstone substance, I would get sick, mm-hmm. but what am I feeling here? More of that pulsing. If you've ever been in a place where electricity is pulsing, Humming. you can feel it. Okay. And that's exactly what you're feeling here. How far from the shark fin is he? About 10 feet. Tira calls down, Wumberbash, before you head up the, the walkway, have a look at that, the, the fin sticking up from the snow. Don't touch it. But can you get closer and, and tell us what you see? I see it. It looks made. It doesn't look like it's natural. I don't know what it is. Even though there's no sunshine today, a dull light glints off of that white edge. Are there any markings? I mean, you're not able to make out anything? Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for instructions (laughs) from the DM. And... (laughs) It seems like there are etchings that follow the curve that's exposed that seem like they could be letters, but it's not in a language or alphabet that you recognize. I, I, I see somebody has carved something on this. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's words or, or designs, but yeah, this is made. I, I, I'm not really sure, but see, Wombrabash, he keeps looking over at the pillar. He's like um, infatuated with it. He's kind of like being drawn to it more so than this thing. Mm-hmm. At the mention of carvings along the edge, Tira's interest is, is piqued. And I want to know, the, the wall of the crater that goes down, is it straight up and down or is there an angle? There's an angle. You can slide down. Tira's going to hop down and do like a, you know, slide. Yep. Kind of hip slide down. Yeah, yeah, for yep. sure. She's like, carvings! And jumps down to okay. slide down the, yeah. this grade. There's a, a grating sound and ploop, you're down into the snow at the edge. So you have about 100 feet to cover before you, you get over there. All right, running over. Farron, that leaves you. I lower my shield and slide down. Hey, saucer style. Gracefully. Yeah. All right. She comes right behind you and skids actually passes you slogging through the snow uh, a, a short distance it's up to my collarbone <laughs> a short distance beyond you and then she comes to a stop and so you make your way through the snow 
it is dense enough up here with the freeze and refreeze pattern that uh, that you're able to stay fairly well atop it, but it is slogging to get there. And then you stand at last. It's about a five foot metal thing sticking up out of the snow. And sure enough, there are patterns carved on it, but even you do not recognize these characters, these glyphs. I was so sure that these would be dwarven runes, but it seems not. I, I can't read them. I don't even recognize this, this language. So then she turns to stare up the length of the pillar and up the walkway, because I, I, guess, I guess the foot of the walkway is right behind us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Bash is still eyes locked on mm -hmm. the pillar. Let's get this over with. Yeah, maybe maybe answers will come afterward. I don't know, but let's go up. And she heads toward the foot of the okay. walkway. As soon as your foot touches the walkway. Something bad is going to happen. <laughs> Something bad happened here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking that like a uh, few yeah. times. There is a rumble. Loose stone around the edges of the crater comes trickling down and the snow at your feet begins to shimmer. The metal shark fin twitches once in the snow. I'm sorry, I knew it. Twice. Three times elated. And then with a crunching explosion of snow, a hand larger than any of you punches up through the snow and it's gripping the haft, which is a full-grown tree's trunk and an axe head bursts through the snow. It was the corner of an axe that you saw sticking out through the snow. A bluish arm forces its way out of the other side, and within seconds, a gigantic figure stands before you. Its bloodshot eyes look down at you. There's a purplish hue to the blue, and let's roll for initiative. I think Farron's like, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I, rolled, I rolled a 16 on both dice. Um, so 18. Wait, why'd you roll twice? I have advantage on initiative rolls because of something. I have a 19. Hey. Okay, I have a 12. What is it? I forget what it was that gave me that. It was something that I picked up, you know, at a level of some sort. What are your feats? Dark vision, dwarven resilience, stone cunning, rages, reckless attack, danger sense, ancestral protector, great weapon master, feral instinct, brutal critical, spirit shield, consult the spirits, and stone singing. Could be feral instinct. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, so uh, my total was 18. Yep. It's going to be Bash, Tira, the giant, and then Farron. Okay. <laughs> Roll. <laughs> you have problems with those dice. Terrible roller. A voice harshes the mountains and deep as the lowest caverns, rings out through this crater. I must protect this pillar. Let's thinking, just go, guys. No, no, that, yeah. <laughs> we're out. I'm going back home. Uh, yeah. Bash, what are you going to do? I spend seven psi points, and I become, or I just manifest in giant form. Hmm. Okay. Fight fire with fire. Two can play that game. Uh, I'm going to say your wings. Yes, they disappear. Drop my off. keen senses are gone as well. Yep. All right. And that's going to take your action. That's a bonus action. Mystic is broken. <laughs> and then uh, how far away am I from Gigantor? You're within reach. I'm going to ball up my right fist and just come around with a, a right hook right at his face. Okay. <laughs> look point. <laughs> yeah, let's do a look point on that one. 
That's one. Really? Yeah. You have like three or something, don't yeah. you? <laughs> I mean, it's better. Thirteen. Your fist whooshes through the air, and with a laugh, the giant ducks backward, and your punch goes short of its mark. Okay. Can I get a size comparison here between, between Bash, and, Bash and the guy? And how tall did you grow? I'm huge. Yeah. Um, I think house. they're both about 15 feet tall. I think I'm going to say that this bluish giant is actually maybe a foot taller on okay. you, but not. Okay. Oh, I was envisioning a much larger creature. I looked it up. Frost giants are typically 15 feet tall. Okay. Woo! Dude, I had this whole thing like. <laughs> hey, we can up. go taller if you want. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no, 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 no. That's that's much better. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. All right, Tira, it is your turn. Ooh, buddy. She was only momentarily surprised by the appearance of such a large creature right in front of her face. We're just gonna go rage straight off. I don't see why not. I've got them all back, so there's no point in conserving. And this is the big guy, so we got to get this done. Um, Tira goes into a rage at seeing him, at hearing him laughing at Bash, thinking, oh, that's how it's going to be. And so she's mad. She goes into a rage, and she pulls out the fancy axe and is going to whack at his shins. I guess that's about all I can reach on this dude Mm -hmm. until something else happens. I don't know what. Run up the pillar and jump on him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. 19 plus all my... That's stuff. going to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 10, 13. And I'm going to go again. Because <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, 13 was Net terrible. 20. Ah. Critical hit. So that's what? I forget. Double damage? Or? Nope. Because you have brutal critical. Right. Now, how many levels of brutal crit do you have? I have it says times two here. Okay, so you have, it's four D twelve. I'm gonna need some D twelves. <laughs> Give me your two best D twelves. I, I I've got two already. <laughs> Grief. All right, five, eleven, nineteen, and then I just add my stuff once. Yep. Twenty-five, twenty-eight. <laughs> All right, Tira, you roar, and somehow you skate across the snow. Uh, I can see you leaving a wide path as you go charging forward, and your first hit goes into one leg, and then with the backswing, you catch him in the other leg, aiming a little bit higher, and so you catch him in a in an even softer spot, maybe above where his sandal straps are. Mm-hmm. He howls with pain, and then he goes into a rage. Great. His face, one eye just hangs down, the other one bulges out, and with a, with a roar that shakes the very stones around you, takes his great axe and just tries to drop it straight down on top of you. The first one is a 12. That does not hit. The second one, I rolled a 19. Okay, that hits. <laughs> and that is going to be... That was a lot of dice, you guys. <laughs> 26 points of damage. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm in a rage. Do I take half damage? You take half damage. Okay. So it's 13 then? Yep. Okay. I'm going to give you the full amount and I'll let you do the Okay, got it. Got it, got it, got it. And with a snarl, 
he turns and reaches for a, a rock on the rim of the crater, and he's going to have that ready to hurl next time. Oh, boy. Farron, it is your turn. Okay. I'm going to use Firebolt from my mouth. Remember, that's where it comes from. That's right. That's right. We remember. <laughs> so I open my mouth, and I look like I'm going to scream, but the fire comes out. Uh, and I guess, let's see if it actually go, hits them. It does. Uh, 16 plus whatever. 16 plus 5. 21. That's going to hit. All right. Oh my gosh. So slow. Those are okay, D10s. Those are 10s, honey. I mean, uh, three, it says 3D10. I'm sorry. Okay. It does say 3D10. So 7 uh, and 4 and 11, 2. 11, 12, 13. 13 points of damage. Well done. Your fire streaks from your mouth and hits him. In the chest. Okay. Hits the chest. The furs that he is wearing to cover his torso begin to smoke and gouts of flame burn at it. And it starts to like fall away a little bit, exposing the blue skin underneath. Well struck. And then I'm going to... uh throw my uh i can throw can i throw the battle axe the one i did before so i think i can right was that an action the casting the spell i had an attack my war magic i think it is beginning at seventh level when you use your action to cast a cantrip you can make one weapon attack as a bonus action okay okay so then i'm gonna throw you know the hand axes together yes uh, to do more damage great and no. No, I did not. Okay. It goes, pew, Yeah. <laughs> lands in the snow. Yeah, it does. It, it lands flat on the snow. Uh, and, of course, you have your ability to recall it next turn. Right. Back to the top. Bash. How far am I away from Farron? Farron's axe. Well, she can just recall it. You don't need to He get wants it to imbue it. Uh... I'm going to say it's probably another 10 to 15 feet away. Okay, and I have I have 30 I have 10 additional increase on my reach. So I'm just going to reach down and touch it with my finger. That is a bonus action by the way. Uh-huh. Um I'm going to imbue it with um augmented weapon. Uh it is now gets plus 3 on both attack bonus. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, attack bonus and damage rolls. So you get plus 3 when you roll for attack and plus 3 on damage if you hit All right, and I am going to spend another side. That was five side points. I'm going to spend another one for ethereal weapon. All right, hold on on one moment. As you imbue the blade, you feel as though a pulse from the stone has not reacted well, and you feel clumsier. Your armor class is going to drop by two for the next minute is the mechanics of it. Okay, I'm not going to spend one on the next thing. Then I'm going to spend two and do tough hide to get my armor class back up. Gotcha. All right, I am going to punch him in the face again. I hit. It's 17 plus. That's a hit. Um, It's like a D4 or something. Yeah, I think with my fist. I get plus 2D6 on my punches. Normally, with, with a punch, unless you're a monk, normally okay, okay, normally okay. it's your right. strength modifier and then any other modifiers you might have. But in this case, if you're rolling 2d6 for yeah. your punch, yeah. 
uh, and then add your strength modifier. 13. The giant takes it with a jerk of his head and turns back to face you. Tira? I am complete. (laughs) Tira, it's your turn. All right. Uh, Yep. I mean. Yep. Just continuing to hack away at the shins. I mean, is there anything I can jump up on? Is there anything nearby that I could climb up to be higher so I'm not just hitting his, you know, calves? Yeah, I told you. You could climb up the pillar. That's true. If I turned it to go, I would, I would forego a turn though, which would end my rage. And I don't, I don't know. If, I mean, I know I could do another one, but I'm just saying. All right, she's gonna attack one more time, and pending how much damage she does here, then I might play it as she's getting frustrated with only being able to do this little bit. So. Little bit, you did like the most damage. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seventeen. That's a hit. Okay. Uh, Fifteen damage. Okay. And again, 17 yes. plus stuff. Ugh. 10. <laughs> I rolled a one, but I still do 10, so that's not bad. Um, I'm not able to do very much damage to this thing. I need to get higher. And I didn't have to move in order to attack, so this would be my move to right. start heading up the, exactly. heading up the tower. Okay. To do that, you will leave his zone of control, which gives him an attack of opportunity. All right. As you withdraw, the boulder that he picked up comes hurtling in your direction. Now I'm moving. You are. I'm not a stationary object. That should be like disadvantage, right? 22. Fine. You get to roll eight dice for a boulder. His strength is 25. 22 points of damage. The boulder clips you in the shoulder, sending you spiraling. You're going to be able to continue your movement. But, Isn't it uh, half damage, though? Yeah. Okay. He, I, so I only put down 11. Okay. Right. He said 22. I put down 11. Yeah. And you make your way onto the pillar's walkway and begin running uh, up and around. So you're going to basically complete one half spiral of the pillar. Okay. Next turn, you'll be able to, to get up further, but okay. that's where you are. If you want to, you can jump on me and then launch toward him if you wanted to. Oh, I'm already doing this. Okay. You could, have, you could have made that suggestion a while ago. Having taken a shot at you, Tira, the giant turns the attention to Womberbash. So you're rolling a disadvantage because my mom's out on him. Ah, that's right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Oh, it's a good thing, too. <laughs> I, I, ro- got like a 20 I rolled a natural 20 with the, with the one. The other one is still going to hit. That's uh, 22. Yeah. The axe comes swooshing in your direction. 23 points of damage. And then the backswing. 20? Yeah. I'm 17 right now. 25 points of damage. The red blood that is staining his teeth shows very clearly against the white snow as he laughs at you. Farron, it is your turn. Yes. You're paging through all your spells and features and things, <laughs> trying to figure out, what do I do? so much to choose from. Yeah. We've got a giant trading blows with them. We've got a, a barbarian who's trying to cut down the tree. <laughs> and then Farron is over here trying to figure out, what do I do? No, um, you're, you're deep in battle now, girl. Right, right. 
I want to use my new spell, but... Do it. Like, how does she know she can do it? That's what I'm wrestling with. Let me handle that. Okay. And which spell is this again? Farron is going to use Melf's Acid Arrow. Okay. And, I mean, the way that she's doing it is not just have, like, this flying arrow from her. and She's going to actually pull back this ethereal green bow nice. with this, you know, in the green arrow. And let's see yeah. if it hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 17 plus... It hit. That's a hit. Five, yep. All right, so we're going to do 4d4 acid damage. All the pointy pretties. All right. Four ones. Here we go. Four fours. Okay. Three, six, nine... Okay, nine points of damage. All right, so it says on a hit, you take these nine points of damage immediately, and then I guess I'll roll again, uh, because at the end of your turn, you're going to take 2d4. That's right, because of the lingering effects of the acid. So do I roll that now? Nope, it's not the end of my turn yet. Okay. At the end of my next turn. Oh, and I am going to recall my X. Very nice. That's it. As it hits your hand, uh, you feel that it's it feels different. Because he imbued it, remember? Oh yeah. It feels yeah. more different, it feels like stronger. more powerful. Yeah. Yes. There, there's a like a surge of energy in your arm when yeah. it, a jolt when it hits your hand. Woo, that uh, that wakes you up, gives you a sense of ready to fight. That's right. That you can handle it. You can do it. As you raise your hands, almost again of their own accord, you raise your hands. And feel as though you're pulling the bow. You feel the tension on your arm. Mm -hmm. A green arrow shimmers into sight next to your eye. And from there, it just feels like you're shooting your bow like normal. There's a slight tingle in your cheek where little little fizzes of the acid are are like popping off and hitting you. And you know this is going to be effective. And it streaks away from you, hits the giant in the chest again. Yeah. And this time he roars with pain. He does not like that. And I think we're going to pause the fight here and we'll pick up at the start of the next round next time. Uh, This is a big fight and I want to do it justice. And so stackers, hang in there. We will see you again next week right here at Stack of Dice.